0: Yeah, well, all I can say is that Senor Caruso has a big mouth.
1: What am I, blind? think I didn't see him slip you that note? Honey, listen, if I would have needed your help, I would have asked you for your help. Were we in the same place? I just saved your ass.
0: Come on, I had everything under
2: control. I was fine.
3: Right. Two guys with guns, one with a sword. I can tell you had the situation completely under control. Who is he? You don't need to know that.
0: Who is he, Kate? His name is Bartholomew wait let me guess you've been searching
3: for him for a zillion years and now that you found him you're gonna have to kill him how am i doing here
0: don't do that what piss on something you don't understand
2: going to explain the whole welcome to Highlander Rewatch, Ooh. the podcast where every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers, I'm Keith. I'm Kyle.
0: This is amon And well
2: uh, what's that? I was
0: just wondering which hole. Uh
1: glo- Glory. <laughs> glory,
0: Ooh. yeah, okay, yeah. You know, one of Keith's top three holes. Uh anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the
3: glory hole. I feel like oh, glory no. holes should We're off be to like an election day thing It's <laughs> like
0: in voting booths
3: yeah oh stick it through there because it's like patriotic right glory sure old old glory
2: right and no sure. one will know it's supposed to be private in there so yeah that's
3: right yeah. The your vote is sacred
2: mm-hmm. wow. do you guys see that i got picture? your hanging chad right here am i right oh, i don't know I like it. use of chad mm, it? Is a, a name for a penis mm-hmm. sure sorry or- to any listeners name chad
3: yeah, I'm not. Okay. Screw you. Um, yeah, one of my good friends is named Chad. Oh, I stand by.
2: Great, I love it. I well, love welcome it. everybody to episode six 10 Two of hearts. Uh, but before we launch into that, uh, you know, since it's we're still all under quarantine, uh, we figured we'd give you some updates on what's happening in our lives. Uh, you know, since we're trying to get some sense of normalcy in all this craziness. So, how are you, Amon?
3: I'm doing well. Um, I suppose. We should all bring up the uh, 90-year-old uh, elephant in the room. Sean Connery has passed away. Oh, and he, yeah, it's he very played. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. I mean, 90 is a good run. It is a good run. We'd all be lucky to reach 90 years old. Um, but of course, he played Ramirez in the first two Highlander movies.
0: Wait, that was Sean Connery? That was Sean Connery. Oh,
3: shit. Who'd you uh, think it was? Uh, Sean Bean. Oh, yeah he does die so i could see why (laughs) you would think that yeah
0: that's that's a hallmark
3: but uh but what do you two guys like ramirez right i don't think i ever even asked that do you do you guys appreciate ramirez i i like
0: it but i I don't get it like it it objectively doesn't make a lot of sense i really don't understand this character really but i like it like it's great
3: yeah
0: yeah Um,
2: I like. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think we've talked on the podcast about like things we wish the the character maybe demonstrated more, or I don't know, uh, maybe some of the philosophical stuff we wish was maybe more incorporated into the larger storyline. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, also, I don't know. There's something about him. Like, Kyle, oh, you're saying like oh, it doesn't really make any sense, and like that's, I don't know. Uh, that is part of the charm to it. It's like he wears like maybe the most like outlandish costume in the movie uh which is like kind of great i don't know there's like a lot of cool like it's iconic his role as ramirez i guess uh yes and if it was done in a very in a different way that was maybe more toned down or just not with all the kind of weird incongruities it has uh it wouldn't be as iconic i don't think uh so that's probably true yeah not to mention all the like kind of gravitas he brings to the film i mean it's Mm -hmm. a low budget 80s sci-fi fantasy esque movie. Uh and he's like the big star power in it. Uh in a cast of like for the most part pretty young people that are at the early start of their career. So uh, yeah, it's a big sense. big get for him to be in that movie.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think he really is the shining star of Highlander two as well.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a role we don't talk about much or no one talks about in his <laughs> career. But it's like got yeah. very funny moments and it's uh it's something. How about that? Yeah.
0: I, i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure how to pro- i mean i think i agree that that's probably the best performance in highlander 2 oh yeah hit it dude but i don't know what else to say about it
3: <laughs> well he's like, like a, i don't know
0: that that's an amazing he's a like, ghost kudo.
3: that comes from another dimension or planet or whatever both why not both, both. but uh sean connery you know he's in all those james bond movies and i love james bond it's true. Uh, and do you think, he was very famous.
0: Do you think Zeist and Earth share one hell,
3: <laughs>
0: or are there Ooh, two?
1: That's a good Is question. hell
0: is the afterlife planet specific, or do you all meet up in some like central meeting hub?
1: That's, that's a good kind question. of
2: comforting to know.
3: Yeah, is so it we we could go yeah, to I hell? Yeah, get to finally and, meet aliens and stuff. Yeah, Chewbacca will be there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Chewbacca went to hell, Amon. If there's one thing I know, Chewie
3: (laughs) Chewie is in hell Chewbacca is in hell So are the droids So is Baby Yoda Mm -hmm. Baby Yoda is going to hell
0: Yikes (laughs) Wow, that poor child
3: Mm, The child I call him Baby Yoda
0: Yeah, me too, because it's way better
3: Yeah. Oh, it's not Baby Yoda Yoda died in return Shut the fuck up we know very good
0: yeah, we, we were there we saw what a, it. <laughs> what a
3: touching tribute to sean connery uh <laughs> yeah no but uh i mean what what is there to say i mean he he's a great actor an iconic movie star i'm mm-hmm. glad he lived to 90 uh a, i love james bond
0: a perhaps yeah. somewhat flawed individual in other yes. aspects of his life
3: he was but. he was he was not a bulletproof guy. He had some, some problematic views on their relationships with women that he said on national television mm. <laughs> to Barbara Walters of all people. Yeah. Um, yeah, really. So he he wasn't you know he wasn't a spotless person. There's there's definitely a complicated legacy there. Um, but he's just a movie star. He's, he's like the type of star he was like doesn't almost doesn't exist anymore like just in how like world impacting he was like known all over the world. And he's like, he's himself, you know, he has the same accent no matter what role he's doing.
0: Yeah. He kind of just is famous for being Sean
3: Connery
2: in a certain sense.
3: Like,
2: Hey do you have a favorite um, Sean Connery, uh, James Bond film?
3: You know, that changes a lot. I think, Right now, it's probably from Russia with love. Okay. I used hmm. to, I used to say it was "You only live twice." "You That's- only live twice" is very problematic though, because he goes undercover as the Japanese man.
0: I was gonna say that is why it's my favorite one. Like mm. just because that movie is so insane, insane from yeah. top to bottom, culminating in a decision that I can't believe they were willing to make even then. Yep, yeah.
3: it's in- it's literally insane literally insane and it
0: makes no sense in the context of the movie why they even do it in the first place Mm -hmm. so like i i don't know i feel like i have to give it to that but
3: and there's a giant fight in a volcano and ninjas fly down and kill people with samurai swords as one does that's that's pretty cool
0: (laughs) i'd watch that movie i did in fact it's a great
3: movie you should you should watch it right now all right um but for much <laughs> with love is really good too also horribly offensive none of the james bond movies like kind of hold up to 2020 scrutiny but they're they're fun to watch if you can kind of just yeah
1: if you can grin, get great and
3: bear that stuff which right. some people can't and that's totally fine yeah uh, it's like a good time capsule yeah
2: yeah and it's like, a very different style of movie making so if you'd like to yeah. see like i appreciate a lot of the like stylistic choices in those mm-hmm. movies and i don't know uh yeah, it's interesting to watch. Uh, do sure. you
3: guys have a favorite Sean Connery movie, just overall?
2: Overall. Ooh. I, I mean, I, you know, oh, do you want to go, Cal? Yeah, no, uh, oh, I think I'll go. Because um, it might be one of the very first Sean Connery movies I ever saw, actually, uh, which would be The Last Crusade. Uh, which I think he's absolutely hysterical in. Uh yeah. I, I know like I feel like there's a segment of people that don't like that movie because it's got like maybe more humor to it huh. than some of the other movies. Uh the
0: other ones weren't not That's funny weird. though. Yeah. You know what no, I, I mean? Agree. Like there are funny moments certainly in like Raiders. I mean, kind of fuck Temple of Doom, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there 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 is humor. It's not like there isn't
2: right they're not hardcore dramas or something they're adventure movies uh yeah but um no i don't know he him is kind of the comic relief in uh indiana jones is fantastic i don't know it's it's really great the father and son relationship works and uh and once again he brings like a uh i'm I'm, of course i'm describing him as the comic relief but he also brings a seriousness to the the film too like there's like big stakes uh you gotta find your dad and all this stuff it's good yeah
3: it's a great choice what about you kyle
2: uh, I was going to give it up to
0: to Highlander as probably my overall favorite Sean Connery role, since we've already talked about my views on his James Bond-related canon. So I'll stand by that. That's great. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that choice. I mean, uh, I'm
2: not giving it to Dragonheart or whatever it was. I am the last one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I think that movie's okay, right? Is it okay? I don't you know. know. I think it's like a fun movie. Yeah, all right.
3: There's lots of direct-to-video sequels.
2: Yeah. That's a
0: great sign. (laughs) That's What is that, if not a mark of greatness? That's right.
2: Yep. All right. Well, uh, I guess we should hop into uh, more Islander discussion. And uh, before we talk about episode 6-10, Two of Hearts, we should talk about the catalog. So we're going to play the catalog game. And as you guys know, The rules are simple. I'm going to read a item description from the catalog. And Eamon and Kyle are going to do their best to try to guess uh, within 20% what the actual retail price was at the time the catalog was released. Uh, Whoever gets closest uh, gets my respect for the rest of the episode and also gets to give their opinion first. Wow. What great prizes are in store for you today. Hooray. Hooray. All right,
1: so let me bring
2: bring it up here. Uh, So keeping kind of with our fall theme, we're going to be talking about the Shetlands Islands pullover. All right. Wow. Yeah, ooh, indeed. So, this extraordinary comfortable, very roomy and great-looking cool season pullover looks as if it's made from the distinctly distinctively textured Shetland wool indigenous to uh, Scotland's northernmost island chain. Instead, it's an ultra soft poly blend <laughs> offering wool's same warmth but without the itch, weight and care hassles. Plus, it has a striking tonal Highlander logo on the chest, available in khaki or hunter green.
0: What does it wow. mean by tonal? Uh, also, does it just mean in the same color so that you can barely see it? Because
2: well, yeah, Whoa. that's kind of weird because we're looking at.
3: Yeah, that's what it is on one of them.
2: But not on the other. the other one. I mean, it says it's, it's hunter green. green, but it looks black, yeah. and the logo looks green. That could, again, be my photo. It uh, could,
0: but they're both very hard to see. Like, yes. I'm, like, I'm squinting at my screen right now, and I can barely make out the word
2: Highlander. It is stri- Is it striking? No. It There's doesn't strike me. There's a lot of descript- descriptions in this. Comfortable, very roomy, great-looking, cool season. But like, look at all these dashes.
0: You got to get those hyphenated compound words, baby.
3: Here's... Is is it really a selling point that like this looks like wool, but it isn't?
2: Yep, it's actually just a cheap piece of shit.
3: Like, is that is that good? I mean, I guess it is easier to care for. True.
2: Yeah, I could see there being
3: I would I just don't... maybe like ignore that altogether.
2: Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like wow. I don't know. Striking tonal Highlander logo. I don't Striking. know.
2: En- I don't know enough about like Shetland like fleeces or like whatever like to know does this look like one like is this like passable as a Shetland, Shetland shirt shirt sweatshirt whatever you call it
3: pullover pullover, pullover.
2: sorry yeah. it says right there pullover I'm like whatever you call this t- is this a t-shirt I don't know yeah it's a
3: t-shirt
0: <laughs> all pullover. clothes are just t-shirts oh okay mm-hmm.
2: all right well let's let the guessing begin Amon, how much do you think the Shetland Islands pullover Costs. it's very roomy and great looking $29.98 $29.98 okay
0: I'm very convinced that Amon is way off how much were the sweaters that we talked about last week like $79
2: maybe something like ah, that I don't shit. have that number in front of me right now I'm,
0: I'm gonna guess because these are advertising themselves as being bullshit <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna say that these are cheaper than those and I will clock in at $49.99
2: Wow. For, I think, a Mm. second week in a row, nobody wins. Oh, man. Both blew it again. The correct retail price. uh, Do you think it's higher or lower than what both of you guessed?
0: I guess it's higher than mine. (laughs)
2: Higher? (laughs) It is $84.95. Jesus Christ. (laughs) This would cost, if you bought this today, $133.
0: Wow. Shetland wool, baby. Yeah. And there's there it is very large. There's a lot of Xs in the sizes on this thing like
2: uh, they mm. charge more for those uh, ones with the, the multiple Xs by the way.
0: Well, that's all that's available. There's Triple XXL X. and XXXL.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> so, we're paying you're paying for that extra Shetland wool, baby.
2: Yeah. They charge you an extra 5 bucks.
3: Hey, I'm a Shetland. I'm Shetland here. There we
2: go. <laughs> well, that's the catalog game uh i get the respect congratulations keith yeah thank you so much it's been great to just have to read it and do no work uh so very good all right are you guys ready to hop into this episode
3: let's do it
2: all right we're getting there today we're talking about season six episode 10 two of hearts uh this episode first aired february 2nd 1998 And it was directed by Richard Martin. This is uh, his eighth of nine episodes. Only one more to go uh, from Mr. Martin. Uh, This season, we saw from him Armageddon, Diplomatic Immunity, Black Tower, and Justice.
3: Mm, Not a great assemblage. (laughs) But he's a good director.
2: He's a good director. Uh, this episode was written by James Thorpe. Uh, he also did last week's episode, which was Deadly Exposure. Uh, he's on a roll. He's on a roll. So this is his seventh of eight episodes. Uh, so one more to go, and it's next. Uh, and that's kind of weird. It's three episodes in a row he'll have written. Uh, I don't know that what weird. led to that or maybe when they were written versus when they decided to shoot them and, like, what order they put them in. Uh, but, yeah, it's very strange to see someone write three episodes or even two episodes usually in a row, uh, unless they're, like, a two-parter, so.
3: It's the Thorpe Thruple.
2: Thorpe Thruple. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> um, this episode has got some guest stars. We got Claudia Christian as Catherine. Claudia
0: uh, well, Christian as Catherine. Christian. That's, that's a brutal alliteration right there.
2: Yeah, right? Uh, she's had guest spots in like a million TV shows. So I'm sure you've seen her in stuff. Um, Her big, biggest role is probably as Commander uh, Susan uh, Ivanova. I think that's how you say it. Uh in Babylon 5 uh, uh, so and also Babylon 5 was ending in 1998 so it kind of makes sense that she was looking for uh, another uh, like steady gig uh, so. another
0: sci-fi epic to associate herself with
2: yeah uh, this episode also guest stars Stephen O'Shea as her partner Nick uh, not much on this guy uh, so I don't I don't know much about him he's not been in a ton of stuff uh, So interesting that he was chosen maybe as the sidekick in this. But uh, yeah, well, actually, what do you think of that? Like, this was a a pitch for a, like, team-up show. Do you think they ever intended to keep this guy Nick? Well, Uh, I mean, why not?
0: I mean, it's how famous were any of the people in the original show when it got rolling? That's
2: very true. You know. Although she's coming off, like, a big sci-fi cred. So I feel like she might be the biggest star they've had uh to like take over the reins maybe probably like as an established like you know sci fi fantasy actress or something though
0: i don't know the, the woman from deadly exposure went on to fight a centaur in in a mortal combat movie so that maybe you true. need to reassess that That's rank true. i'm kidding that was jack's i'm pretty sure she fights like katana's mom or something mm-hmm. yeah mom
3: fights
1: yeah.
0: yeah mom fights the <laughs> new video series from eamon
3: that would be good especially yeah. in these these karen days just yeah. to yeah. have like mom fights and like a, a a hobby lobby or like
1: uh you know hobby
0: lobby
3: like Love a it. black friday just get get two karens put mm-hmm. like a discount blu-ray player in the middle have them go at it or like a parking spot there's only one parking spot right Go. Let's go, Karen. <laughs> uh,
2: this episode also guest stars Jack Ellis as Bartholomew. Uh, he's done a ton of British TV. Sadly, Ooh. I I don't know uh any of these shows. Uh British.
1: Really.
2: Yes. <laughs> so um, but oh, no, he's a he's a steady working actor. Uh so I guess if you're in the UK, you're probably maybe more familiar with some of his work. Jolly uh, good. That's right. That's mm. right. Uh so uh anyone else in this episode like Joe? Oh, who? Uh, He's great in this. Just some of the people, like you know, that are in the opening credits. I this don't is the understand. role of Mythos's life. Yeah,
3: Adrian Paul does great in this episode.
0: Yes, Honestly, he does. I'm going to carve out this position right now. It is better that Adrian Paul is not in this episode.
3: Yeah like wedged in (laughs) yes
0: five minutes that that is not to say i would not prefer this just to be a highlander episode where we see adrian paul do his thing but insofar as they are going to do this like weird spinoff thing i'm carving out the position right now that is more successful if you don't have to shoehorn adrian paul in for his five minutes of bullshit that we are going to tease right mm -hmm. and
2: especially becomes confusing like in the last episode we were like They go to Mac for help, and then like he just doesn't help them anymore. Yeah, it's it's like, like, and then what? Yeah, it's like that seems weird and you know uncharacteristic of him. Uh, I'll say this now: uh, I remember when this aired. It's weird, like, you know, I don't think at the time when I was younger, I kind of picked up that they were doing auditions, basically. Uh, You know, I
0: I had no clue. That was not something until like I saw special features years later that I had any semblance of.
2: Right. Uh, But this, I think, was the very first episode in season six that just didn't have Adrian Paul in it at all. Uh, And I remember watching this episode with my mom, and after it was over, it was like, oh, like, Adrian wasn't in it. And I remember we both were like, that was cool. Like, we thought at the time it was neat that Adrian wasn't in it. Like, it felt novel, and we were like, they should do this more. Like, what a cool idea to just do stories on other immortals. Uh, So, yeah, Hmm. I don't know. Interesting uh, at the time how we kind of didn't pick up on kind of what was going on behind the scenes. and uh, But at least we appreciated that it didn't have them in it at the time, even. So, how about that? Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Well, I have more to say on it, but let's save it to the end.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, and so now it's time for the IMDb episode description. Ready, guys? Yes. Immortal, Catherine's Village, was decimated 700 years ago at the orders of another immortal. The now, way you sh- read
0: that almost made it sound like the the immortal's name is Catherine's Village. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> It's like the artist formerly known as Prince.
2: Yep. Uh, Catherine's village. Now she and her mortal lover are finally in a position to take revenge.
3: Ooh, not really the plot, but sort of.
0: Yeah. That's, I don't know, that's pretty accurate, right?
3: I, like, he's not taking revenge.
2: No. But he's And, there. like, finally in position he to take there. revenge? I mean, I don't know. It's It just seems like they got an, ad- an address, and it's like, now I'm in position. Like, What?
3: take the assume the position
2: (laughs) very good all right ready to hop into this yeah buddy all right so we open in chicago in like a warehouse
3: so violent chicago
2: oh boy this scene's violent Urban carnage uh this scene is quite violent and it's very long yep
0: we're just gonna get to see a lot of people running around corners with guns drawn
2: yeah Mm -hmm. i'll say this now uh this episode bored me
3: (laughs) yes because this one extremely boring (laughs) yeah
0: it's yes i would describe this as plotting yeah i think is how i would describe this episode right uh so
3: the scenario is there's a woman held hostage and she's like bound and gagged which piqued my interest
2: oh boy uh,
3: so she's being guarded by like a a middle-aged man with a shotgun
0: yeah, at first I was like, is that Keith Raniere from the sex
2: cult Nixium?" And I was like, no, he's far too fat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then- I was like, like, this is a replica of the ro- RoboCop. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, he even looks like, uh, I forget the actor's name, uh, but he went on to be in like that 70s show. I was like, he yeah. looks like him. He has a shotgun. Yeah. It's in a warehouse. Like, this is, this is the opening of RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and it's awesome when uh, the Immortal stabs him in the neck
0: with that hacking John on RoboCop's <laughs> fist. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so she is all tied up. There are a bunch of other goons and two young, like, you know, leather clad heroes are That's like, right. storming
2: the castle. Leather mommy and a leather daddy. Ooh.
0: Where's <laughs> the leather uh, together they are just <laughs> leather parents. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: so they're like snooping around this warehouse. Uh, and so I guess we we put together like they're trying to save this woman. Uh, and then like there's there's all sorts of, I don't know, I, I describe this as like, it's like a movie mashup. Like the music here is all like blues guitar. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is all Lethal Weapon references. Mm-hmm. Uh, then like she ends up, uh, it, it's Catherine and Nick, it turns mm-hmm. out, are these two individuals. Uh, she like shoots some dude and like dives like like there's a lot of diving like a swan dive. Yeah. That's
0: that's two separate instances, I thought. Oh. when he dives to about nick.
1: Sure. Dives at she dives. She also dives like onto scaffolding. Like wow. she just does yeah. like
2: a belly flop. I'm like, that's gonna <laughs> hurt so yeah. much. Yeah. Uh but then I was just like these all feel like John Woo, like all the jumping and shooting in slow motion. Yeah. Is Nick,
3: Nick later does a John Woo
0: two yeah. gun, like, two
2: gun, like right, chow, 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 chow. It's nuts. So I know, like, in my head already, I'm like RoboCop, Lethal Weapon, John Woo. It's. I all- also added in
0: Seinfeld because at one point, like she shoots someone who's gonna shoot Nick. There's silence. They turn around and she like shrugs at him. And it's like boom, 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 boom,
3: boom, 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 boom,
0: uh, so this is all very odd but
3: so they're, so they're like not. spies or like I, I don't know what the hell they are yeah we have do go they, go they ever even explain what they are
2: no they're just i do gooders <laughs> yeah i don't know what they're doing yeah they're are traveling
3: they like do-gooders robin hood or something
2: or batman batman well speaking of batman, this, to batman, this guy's yeah. voice uh so i i kind of want to play this next clip uh so
3: is this the crazy fat guy
2: yeah, like yeah. This is conversation, kind of, <laughs> for no reason, he captures Catherine. Like they just kind of cut, and she's captured. and she's captured. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, cool, uh, <laughs> um. No. But this guy's this guy's voice is really something else. Uh I think I don't know. Uh, yeah. So- oh, play the, the clip.
3: Put on the code.
2: Right. It's crazy. Here we go. let's do it.
0: Backroom. Yeah, feel that Seinfeld.
1: Oh, Kate. Uh, I know, I know, I know. Drop the gun. Drop Why? the gun. Because if you don't, I'll kill your girlfriend.
0: Wait, let me get this straight. Either
1: I drop my gun, or you shoot her. Yeah. You got that's it straight. The drop the gun. Now I mean it. I'll kill the bitch.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Shoot her. I mean it. Drop the
3: gun. Are you
1: already hearing? Drop hey, a... it. You're going to do it. Do it. He's not going to. I said drop it. I haven't no. all
2: day, pal. Come on. You're going to shoot her? Shoot her. Let's go here. One ahead. more time. Oh. Drop the gun. David, <laughs> pal. I'll do it. <laughs> uh oh. Here we go. Yikes. Uh-oh. All right. Shit. He
3: sounds like Batman. Drop the gun.
2: He, he, his voice sounds really familiar. I, I should have looked this guy up more specifically. Is he a voice actor or did they ADR him with a. uh? Some note, I don't know, something about his voice. I'm like, I've heard this in a cartoon or something. I don't know. Uh-oh. Dropped <laughs> <laughs> uh, So now this is another movie. Anyone want to guess what movie this is a reference to? It seems. Which one? Speed? Question mark? Oh, um, yeah. Like, th- that's a whole, like... Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> is that from Speed? I don't know. Is that what he says to Dennis Hopper? I think so. Hmm. But like hmm. a big, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Speed, but like it's brought up in the beginning of the movie and it's paid off at the end. And the deal is like, oh, like, what do you do with the hostage? And like, he takes out Jeff Daniels. Uh, so like, he can't be used against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that seems like what this is as well. Uh, of course, with an emotional twist. What, a twist? Were you yeah. able to find it, Kyle? I no, it I was though.
0: just looking and I don't see, do we have a sense of what this character's name is?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure either. Uncredited doofus. I don't know. I mean, that
0: appears to be it. I don't see this guy a clear credit for this guy. But <laughs> that's okay.
3: Checo, Checo as
0: Oliver Picasso. I have no idea. Checo. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, but this is like, is that that was kind of funny, right? Like, I that was the best part of the cold open by a wide margin.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of yeah. appreciate this. I, I get how this all works. This is funny, I guess, uh, that she's a mortal. He can just shoot her. It's no big yeah. deal. Uh, it's funny. And get the bad guy, right? Yeah. Although he yeah. fucking just blows that guy away. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Very violent. He's pretty merciless. Yeah. They kill a lot of people. Yeah. Here's,
3: here's my problem with this, though, as we both put it out. I just want to really line this out for people that didn't watch the episode. It's like so much of them like walking around and like peeking around corners and then the bad guy walking around, peeking around corners. It's Mm -hmm. like, this could have been like a minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is like the boring stealth section of a video game.
2: Yeah. That you're (laughs) just
0: waiting to be over and like you at least get to do something. You're instead just watching it. Right. Like it's, I don't know, it's not very entertaining. And then this happens and I'm like, okay, all Mm -hmm. right. um, You pull me back in.
2: The interior of this location. Did anyone notice this this looks very familiar to the uh that episode with Bobo Xavier, Saint Cloud? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, right. Right, like remember they go un- underneath like the 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 key or whatever? Like cuz we were like how do they even get there? Like they go down into this like warehouse and fight and it's like there's power generators and it it almost looks like this might be the same location. Uh mm. probably a different exterior, but uh, so then, I don't know, I found there to be some dicey dialogue and I'll keep bringing this up as it comes up. But like after this is all kind of resolved, they're walking away and she's like, oh, well, you ruined my blouse, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I mean, I get it. It's a little joke because he shot her. Uh, but mm-hmm. like and it's like an Armani, a brand new Armani blouse she bought. I'm like, Which, why, why are you wearing that? To why are you like she's ice. diving around in yeah. that thing anyway? Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But part of me does feel like this is problematic just because it's like cool, badass, like, you know, woman. uh, But like at the end of the day, it kind of all comes back to like tropes about clothes and like, you know what I mean? And fashion. And like, I don't know, Mm. something about this feels uh, like it maybe wasn't written by a woman. Uh, So I don't Mm. know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think of that. Uh, It's a small little line, but I'm just like, all right, really? Like.
0: Also, my note here just says, did they not pay this kidnap victim to speak? Because (laughs) during this entire thing, also there's this funny beat at the end where, like, we're going out this way. And they, like, bicker about which way to exit the thing. But the the hostage says nothing during this entire time. And I was like, oh, they did not want to pay the extra couple hundred bucks to give her a line. Yeah. Crazy. All right, so that's, that's like, oh, God. Oh, so she does say one line after the cold open. Much to my that's surprise. True.
2: Oh, she's like daddy or whatever. Yeah, daddy. <laughs> so that's the cold Leather, open. So daddy. it's just this like rescue attempt. Uh, so then after the opening credits, we kind of continue the scene. We move outside, uh, and this is it—a limo that pulls up or some fancy car yeah. with a driver. And so I guess this very wealthy individual uh, is her this this woman's father, uh, and they've rescued her. And he goes to. Uh, I guess pay them like a ransom or something like reward money for rescuing her.
0: Yeah. It's like a suitcase full of money.
2: Right. And they, they turned this down, uh, because they got hearts of gold. Right. Yeah. I was just like, Ugh. I don't know.
0: I was not super into this cause it just seems so then outlandish. It then just raises the question of like, what are these people? Right. Like what's their deal?
2: Yeah. Are they just globe trotting rich people that only save other rich people's like, I don't like, why not just be a local do-gooder if your plan is to do good for no money? Uh, I don't understand why they they, like, I don't know. They have to go out, travel all over the world to shoot bad guys. Yeah. Shoot bad guys at home, guys. Keep it local. Yeah, I was expecting when he said, like, for, he, like, takes, like, a hundred
0: bucks and says, like, for expenses. Like, I was expecting him to just, like, grab a handful of the money or something. Like, this is good. We're, we're square. Right. I don't know. It was just, like, odd. Um, especially because they do seem to be playing with all of these characters for the, like, that they've been demoing for the spinoffs. This, like, more mercenary angle to them all. Yeah. Like, they're all, like, kind of good people, but they've got this other side to them. Because you've got, like, the bounty hunter person you got the the woman who like lost her memory who was working as a bodyguard for people like they're all fundamentally kind of guns for hire right but they you know have this other positive mission i don't know just a just an odd side note that these people are like egalitarian murderers right like they've killed like eight people oh no we don't do this for the money we do it for the unrestrained violence
2: So, In any
3: case, it's just, like, unbelievable. Like, oh, yeah, we're not going to take this money. Like,
2: (laughs) really? Yeah. So uh, at the end of this scene, though, this gentleman uh, seems to slip Catherine a little note here. His Uh, phone
0: number. Hey. 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 And in case you were worried about missing it, the camera zooms in on their hands, goes in slow motion, and kind of into black and white. (laughs) Like... It's so obvious, this, like, handoff. And right. then, like, later, Nick's like, you know, I saw you make that note transfer. It's a kind of kidding you, did. Like, you didn't hear the drunk orchestra hit when it happened? Like, anyway.
2: So after the scene, oh, we get into it now. Hot stuff in the bed. Ooh, they, they,
3: Yep. And they, they. Capture this on screen by them just kind of like rustling about under a sheet.
2: (laughs) And there's a lot of moaning. Uh at one point I think one of them says this is physically impossible. One of them (laughs) says, I give up an uncle. 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 This is insane. Uh, And super hot. But (laughs) uh
0: nope.
2: Yeah. So then they talk about the Kama Sutra. And she's like, he's like, "Oh, you read it or whatever?" And she's like, "I modeled for the illustrations." It's like, okay, okay,
3: uh, yeah, sure you did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, congratulations, congratulations to white people everywhere for for stealing a work of another culture again. <laughs> like,
2: uh, yeah. anyone? Also, speaking of like stealing uh, cultural works, anyone notice the soundtrack playing here? Yeah, it's it, like, like has
0: like a. a I don't know, like that stereotypical Asian like split forth kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it's it's very it sounds very Chinese to me. And then they start talking about the Kama Sutra, and I'm like, What what are we doing here? What are you doing here? Why is this music picked to be over the scene at So then then does it change
3: to No, it doesn't do that. No, Meatballs. But, yes. So
2: At this point, we find out that he is, I guess, mortal. A sex addict. <laughs> yes, yeah, he is, in fact. <laughs> uh, but he's mortal now uh, and because I guess she mentioned something about, like, oh, you got to, like, you know, get your cholesterol checked or whatever, and so she's worried right. about losing him, uh, and then they talk about going on vacation to the Bahamas, this and that, um, but she can't go to the Bahamas because she's got business to take care of that's, like, secret, immortal business, and he doesn't like mm. this at all.
0: Yeah, and she's kind of being a dick about it. She's like, I'm not going to tell you about it. This isn't for you.
2: I don't understand kind of some of their dynamic, I think. uh... Uh, Because it's dumb.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because her thing is like, oh, this immortal part of my life is too dangerous. Like, it's not for you. But, like, it's okay for us to storm a warehouse, guns blazing. Like, that's an appropriate thing for you to do but the concept that I might fight another guy with a sword is like a bridge too far. It's like, no, you're only for napalm, not for knives. It's dumb.
2: Yep. Agreed. But also
3: like, yeah, in the immortal fights, it's literally one-on-one. Yeah. Like, so generally speaking, he would never really be in danger from fighting these immortal people like she would be the one that would have to fight
0: yeah and obviously she has no qualms about putting him in the fiercest mortal danger conceivable yeah like so i don't i don't understand this like it's not like the adrian paul like trying to defend his various girlfriends who like at least up to now have not also been murderers (laughs) right
2: You know, like at least he has the tested murder good taste uh with that art. Oh yeah. She's
0: wanted in every state. Um the uh that's the thing that's just so baffling is that we like Tess isn't a badass murder machine. Like so at least like you can understand why you might want to keep them out of harm's way. Like this has none of that.
2: Absolutely. All right, so now we cut. Next scene, we're back in Paris, baby. Uh, Back in another black tower, another big Mm -hmm. office building. Uh,
0: Did this surprise you at all that they chose to set this in Paris?
2: A little bit. I was actually kind of waiting. When they said it was Chicago at the beginning, I was like, oh, like, just if they just choose the right locations, I might assume this takes place in America. And that'll be kind of interesting, too, that, like, every episode of the show can take place around the world or whatever. Uh, But, yeah, then it goes back to Paris. Uh, Yeah, like, I get for practical reasons. Like, I'm sure the crew is already there. So,
0: like just shoot
2: in Paris, but like... But they shot everything. I mean, like, why make it noticeably Paris? Yeah, like, I don't I think nothing like plays un- into it.
0: Yeah, you've un... At least in terms of the characters, you've unmoored yourselves from the two classic locations of like C. or Paris. So like you right. can literally be anywhere. Anyway, just a, just a side note. It's like, yeah. up, of all places, you're like, let's stick with Paris. No, it's, yeah, that's it's a
3: really anyway. good
2: point. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I was
3: just expecting Duncan to show up. I was yeah. like, oh, they're in Paris. So ah, another tease. Duncan will be here. Nope,
2: yep. not at all. <laughs> uh, so and a
3: man is meeting with three nuns. <laughs> Eamon,
2: Tell us about what's going on here. This is so an he's, insane.
1: He's scene.
3: just like showing slides of starving children, and he's like, we must never allow this to happen. We are sending planefuls of food and money to the children. Thank you, nuns. Yeah. For like whatever. Like right.
2: what. What? <laughs> yeah, what is this presentation? Why are they doing this?
3: None of the nuns talk.
2: <laughs> no. They, <laughs> all just, they don't got like, that kind of budget. like, mm, mm. Yeah, and it's just like a recap movie or a recap scene. Like they're just like we're sending three cargo planes to wherever to help people. And that's it. And it's like, okay, why do you have a slideshow for that? Like
3: It's so fucking vague. It's like one of those it's like those commercials you'd watch where they'd show like the starving kids, and I'm like, for the price of a cup of coffee, you greedy fuck, you can like <laughs> yeah. feed these children in other countries. Look at the pictures. Right?
2: With a little Sarah McLachlan and the whole yep. deal. In the arms
1: mm-hmm. of an an angel. Angel.
2: <laughs> So uh, in this office building, Catherine or Kate, or I'm gonna call her Kate because it's easier, she shows yep. up. Uh, and I guess. <laughs> There's like a there's this like seventh grade poster that just says like mission for children. And Mm -hmm. it's once again a like just a poor child, a poor, very sad child, uh, Mm -hmm. like just sitting in the dirt. And it's like that's the like the poster anyway. So she manages to make it past, I guess, like the receptionist uh, and sneaks into the building. She,
0: she doesn't sneak in she, she says does, right? i'm here to speak to bartholomew and she's like mr bartholomew and she's like yeah so she basically does the equivalent of like walking into microsoft and being like yeah i'm here to <laughs> see gates like <laughs> just just pull Bill Gates." <laughs> yeah. uh yeah sure and then like somebody else opens the door and she just runs through with them and like the receptionist like doesn't stop her in time
3: And there's no security. Like, she calls for security, but then she gets to his office.
2: All the way. Yeah. Which means, like, that there's no receptionist before his office? Like, she has to go in an elevator or something, right, to get there? Or no? Or maybe she doesn't get in an elevator. I think she does get in an elevator. Well, then what the hell's going on? (laughs) Like, the elevator goes straight to his office with the nuns? This is nuts. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and... (laughs) Uh, so she gets up there and she's like, "Yo, Bart, it's me." And he's like, "I don't have a clue who you are." And she's like, "Think, Think about hard. it long and hard." And uh, then we get a flashback, the old FB to Northern England, twelve seventy. What's going on here, Kyle? Uh, so a woman
0: is giving birth, but she's also like got some kind of infection, and low cat, and like this elderly healer woman are trying to like calm her fits and then they have a 40 minute conversation about who the true healer of the village is yeah, what do you need to be the true healer Kyle uh, you need to have the most love to give there you baby. go mm, that- not know the most potions and poultices right.
3: <laughs> that seems wrong
0: yeah <laughs> and like for some reason know. like the healer of this village gets like a little silver cross and like this old woman wants to give it to Kate but Kate's like nah you got the most love, girl. Yep.
3: Chicken. The old woman looks like the the chicken from the Disney Robin Hood, the Chicken Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that
2: character? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> chicken Woman.
3: There's like a Chicken Woman that is like made Marion's like sidekick or whatever. Mm. I got vibes. Chicken Woman vibes. Chicken Woman this. vibes. Chicken All Woman right. vibes. Yeah. yeah fascinating so she's like "Uh, uh."
2: (laughs) but then there's some commotion outside Bart's there with troops yeah he's got like a whole legion with him and he's rolled up on this village uh and he's trying to I guess recruit villagers to come on this like crusade to march on Jerusalem uh yes yeah this is nuts uh and so I guess is it kate that brings up that like hey like i heard that like thousands of people just die on the journey there this is this is bad news don't do it uh and then he assures all the villagers now he's like no nah, it's cool he's like if you come and you die no matter what your your sins are going to be forgiven so like that's a win right And yeah like, oh maybe maybe uh, and, and then he nails a proclamation to like a tree a tree right <laughs> uh yeah, he doesn't even read it out read. loud. No one can read, and he doesn't yeah. say what it is. Oh, boy. Uh, and it it says that this season, the villagers will have to tithe 50% of all their crops to the Baron.
3: And they're like, we'll starve. Yeah. Here's what I don't get. like, okay. <laughs> amongst many things, like, something I don't like about this show, and I guess they had to do it, is, like, the Immortals always seem to have, like, knowledge beyond like the time they're in or whatever Mm. like kate's like immediately suspicious of this barren guy and like seems to just like know that he's lying and like like how does she know he's lying
0: like see i that didn't give me any problems at all and i don't know that she thinks he's lying i think that she thinks that this is a bad thing for the village like sure she doesn't she doesn't come out and say like you are fibbing about this. She's saying, like, you are about to lead all these peoples to their deaths. And yeah. I feel or, like that is something that was quite knowable in 1200.
2: Sure. Although sure. she seems to be, like, maybe the only person that knows that, like, a 1,000 people died just getting there. Like, that's some extra knowledge that she seems to have that other people maybe don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Or maybe she's just the only one with the the cojones, or lack thereof, the, the labia majora to speak up about this. Wow.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: what? So, awesome. it is. uh <laughs> So after this, I guess Kate runs after Bart, and he's giving out red crosses. So I, I guess he's convinced somebody to join so him. He's just
0: giving out like what look like Delt? felt red crosses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's
2: very funny as an image.
3: Yep. Who who doesn't want to wear the red ribbon? <laughs>
2: um. So she argues with uh. I guess Bart about this, and then they they shoot her. Somebody shoots her in the back with an arrow because they're they're gonna go at it, right? Yeah, they yeah, draw, about the they draw fight.
3: swords, right? And then the, the Baron has her shot in the back with an arrow. Right.
2: And and Bart is like, Oh, she must have been a, a witch. And the Baron's like, No doubt, no doubt. It's yeah. like <laughs> I <laughs> is so funny. It said no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And
3: then he's like make sure she's well buried and he's like oh you're so compassionate unless you think she's gonna rise from the dead like unless Uh-oh. you think she's a mortal oh,
0: or something yeah there's yeah. so many of these like it's <laughs> everything's a little too on the nose
3: unless you think she's a a a a, a, a mortal <laughs> <laughs> and they just dump her he doesn't they don't bury her they just throw her, a pit. her in a pit of corpses yep uh is this the plague why is there a corpse pit
0: (laughs) (laughs) great question
2: so after this we we then cut back to the present and back in bart's office and he's like oh yeah i do remember you uh and he's like well let's meet at lunch or whatever in the parking garage and we can you know go over this uh and then he says, like, the Lord moves in mysterious ways. This is something also I, I feel like I can't track in this episode. Like, is he phony or not? Every once in a while, I'm like, wait. Like, when he says the Lord moves in mysterious ways, I was like, is he being sincere in that belief or no? I think, well, I think we come to find out no. I guess why did he say it then? Who did he say that to?
1: The Who's nuns, he baby.
2: The nuns? <laughs> wow. The nuns, yeah. He says I guess to the so. Nuns. All right. Who witnessed this
0: whole yeah. weird, menacing interaction between him and Catherine?
2: Yeah, no, no red flags go up for them. All right. Yeah. No. Oh. Where, where, where do we make out the check for cash? Such a nice
3: <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> he okay. Has so now we,
2: we cut a bit later. We're now in the parking lot. Uh, she gets the buzz, and then in comes Bart with the, some spiffy coat. I guess it's looking good. Uh, from the Duncan collection. I don't know. It's like a white number or a tan. Yeah. Number. Is this
3: is this that faux wool?
2: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. right. The Shetland yes, wool. Yes.
1: 100
2: mm. Shetland. <laughs> um. So Bart says he got this like on his last holy mission to China or whatever, and I was like, okay. Uh, and so suddenly like two armed guards show up or goons or whatever and he he jokingly calls them what does he call them like charity and hope or, or mr faith and mr hope i guess yeah it's like
0: my new weapons are faith hope and charity i like to introduce you to mr faith and mr hope right charity has the day off
2: ridiculous this is like yeah. james bond writing uh yeah like this is like peak villain writing uh very goofy kind of fun i guess i don't know uh yeah i guess i don't know uh but then nick Hero of the shows up he shows underwear. up, starts blasting. Uh, and so Kate's able to get in the car and escape with Nick without, you know, getting blown away by uh, the machine guns. That's good. Yeah, that's a plus.
0: So we got these goons.
2: Right. So out in the car, uh, I guess Kate is mad at Nick for like following her. And then Nick reveals at this point, like he's like, yeah, duh. I saw Caruso gives you like a giant poster uh, with yeah. <laughs> an address on it. So that's why I'm here. Uh, and then they cut to like this like cottage or something. Uh I-, I can't tell where they go. I'm like, where do they go?
3: Does some, some house, it's, a safe house?
2: Yeah. Like it's not a hotel. They like, do they own a home in Paris? I don't know. What's where does why does anyone go anywhere in this episode? Who knows? Uh And so she like, I guess is pissed. She says like, Nick, like, I'm sick of you, like, shitting on stuff you know nothing about. Because he's like, I get what this is all about. Like, you got some beef with some guy, uh, from a zillion years ago, and now you want to like take him out. And like, she's which like, is what
3: the what it is.
2: Yeah, that, like, <laughs> yeah, she, which is like he, he nailed the nail on the yeah. head. That is a thousand percent true. She's like, don't shit on stuff you don't understand. It's like he seems to completely understand this. Like, I don't, right. I don't know. Uh, and also, once again, it calls into question. I was like, does does. Has she not revealed a lot of immortal stuff to him? Like, how does he not know the deal at this point? She seems to have done it before. Uh, so it seems, I like think he, he, he seems like he knows the deal. Yeah, I, I don't know. Again, yeah. very weird. So we had another flashback. Mm-hmm. So Eamon, why don't you talk about this? This picks up uh, right after she got dumped in that mass grave.
3: So Bartholomew is going to Jerusalem. We find out later that this is just part of his plan. To steal money, um, but money. he's like, The baron wants him to stay, and he's like, No, I'm going to Jerusalem, but we have to take care of this village for defying your orders, right? And he's like, Oh, you're right, you're right, yes,
0: wise, you're wise in such things, Ugh. yeah. So yeah this is an interesting, okay.
1: Oh,
3: yeah. no I was just to say, and then Kate wakes up out of the corpse pile. <laughs> and runs to the village and it's burnt to the ground.
2: All burnt to the ground. And then we get like a, like some VO of like the discussion about that, like Mm -hmm. cross, like we're we're reminded of a scene that just happened like four seconds ago. And
0: it's utterly meaningless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also side note, do we ever see Kate heal anyone again? Nope. The true healer of the village. Yeah. Never uses her healing abilities ever again. I'm yep. Not really sure what that's about.
2: Yeah, that's interesting that they put that in there. Like that seems like a a, a strong choice uh, and not a bad choice either. Like to be like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's it's maybe adjacent to even like Cassandra or something. Like somebody she knows like special ways, I guess. Like I don't know when she initially has that conversation with the old woman, she's like, "Oh, I just remembered this from when I was a kid or something." And I think you're maybe mm-hmm. supposed to. It's supposed to be implied like, well, because she's immortal. Uh, you know, maybe like she knows like kind of ancient magic or like ancient yeah. ancient recipes or something that no one else knows. I don't know. Uh, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's that's kind of chicken cool. recipe. Oh yeah.
3: Her- secret herbs and spices.
2: That's right. She's gonna get her because she's the, the Robin Hood chicken lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's been rotisseried at the end Ooh. of the, at the end of this scene.
0: That's just that's just her cover in the modern day, is that she works for Doctors Without Borders.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure. That's sure. something. At least it ties in with this.
3: Yeah, yeah but, but also, like, the cross is perfectly, like, preserved on the ground somewhere. Right. Like. And it does a little, like, twinkle. Mm. Like, this is not... Good. <laughs> no.
2: No, it is so not. So we then cut back to the present. And Kate is, I guess, like, she's giving some, like, VO about, like, the de- what this dude's deal is. And she's like, well, I tracked him for years. But then he, like, faked his own death before reaching the Holy Land, presumably to steal money, I guess, or whatever it was. Uh, and then there's this whole montage of, like, <laughs> I tracked him. World War him. One, Vietnam. Right? And this is all footage from, like, they they went through the the Highlander catalog of, like, Flashbacks they've yeah. had, and just grabbed every bit of footage they could, which is, not, I mean, not a bad thing, I suppose. I, I, I mean, they have all this footage to draw from. I it's guess like- it's like okay. it's just very distracting. Yeah, it's like like in
3: Origins, Wolverine, that scene where he goes through all the (laughs) right. But that's the thing that
2: sucks about this is like, all we do is just hear a story about like, I tracked him through time. And like, we just see snippets of time periods, but don't see her or him in it. And it's like, yeah. instead of a VO, like, how about we get into some character development? Like, I don't know. Uh, And just like, it also doesn't make a lot of sense because it's not like he
0: was there. Right? like well, that was what idea- I was wondering. I was like, is he's he like,
2: there at every point And she keeps, like, missing him. Well, I thought uh, the
0: idea was supposed to be that he uses these wars and, like, religious causes to raise money, which then he then purloins.
3: Disappears.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Like, he doesn't, so, yeah. he's not actually in the trenches during World War One. Right. He's just, like, raising money for our boys in that fight against Jerry. And then, like, Jerry. and then disappearing, like. Right he doesn't actually go participate in trench warfare
3: so this doesn't make any logical sense
2: (laughs) no it doesn't but anyway so anyway at this point now like the the transition from the the last scene to now like they're in the gym of this
0: they started working they changed and started exercising during your story
2: exercising during this flashback about gruesome wars and stuff uh And I guess Nick suggests that like, hey, like, let's not go after Bart. Let's like go after the money. And, you know, I guess he's playing kind of a more Perhaps morally superior uh, position. Like, hey, he's like you're being short sighted about this. Like, let's actually get this guy. And if he's got all this money, you say he does. Like, that money could, you know, feed a lot of starving kids. And my first reaction was like, yeah, so could that suitcase of money you turned down earlier, bro? Like, (laughs) you were given a shit ton of money, and you're just like, you know what? How about you just keep it, Mister Rich Guy, and do rich guy stuff with it, uh, and I'll just ignore it. And I think we're supposed to come to think later that
0: this rich guy is perhaps. These are ill-gotten gains, perhaps.
1: Maybe. That perhaps
0: this guy they they rescued, uh, his daughter, like he may be some kind of gangster, perhaps.
1: Right, because he has like, like you know,
3: connections with like underground like gun sellers and pasta sauce makers.
0: Vendors, <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's just like maybe, maybe take the smuggler's money.
3: Yeah, is the pasta sauce like a mob thing? Is that supposed to I think to, that's like,
0: what we're supposed to think?
3: Ooh. Yeah.
1: And I, I guess just a supposed to show, refuse. Right. Yeah.
2: And I guess it shows like how friendly she is with like the people that she helps like owe her, I think is the yes. idea. Like they're always there to help her with a Just, you know a little bolognese so a little exactly. bolognese. that personal touch every trunk full of guns comes with grandma's uh, two quarts of grandma's bolognese <laughs> all right but we get ahead of, of ourselves
3: is you have to do it with your
2: bare hands mm. and you have to be a little wet very good uh mm. So, I mean, in some ways, I guess this is kind of fun. Like, they're at least a playful couple. Uh, Like, they try to build in some chemistry here. Like, she's like, oh, thanks. You know, I really hate you for making me do this. Like, you're making me do the right thing here. And it's like, yeah. Uh... Uh... (laughs) Um... So now we cut inside Bart's office at night. They sneak into the Black Tower. Hacking on the computer again. Oh, my God. This computer screen, everything about what's happening right now hacking Uh,
3: in these fucking 90s shows is the
2: worst so they just open up a browser screen. like i don't know what this computer does but it just has like search and she types in financial portfolio (laughs) and they're like that's it that was it and it like finds it they're like maybe there's files on this computer or maybe an entire directory Directory. and it's like what like isn't that what a file is like (laughs) i don't i don't know uh or a folder. I guess a folder is a yeah. directory, basically. Anywho. Holy shit. And then outside there's like a dude with SWAT a SWAT white- team. Yeah, there's like people monitoring and I was like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, it's an ambush, right? Yeah. Oh, so boy. then,
0: my favorite part of this whole thing is that they then come across a... They they cleared the first hurdle, which is finding the financial portfolio. But then it's password protected. Uh-oh. And Nick guesses it. In one try, what is the password? It's crusade, and not even spelled with any numbers.
3: Yeah, (laughs) this this is not a like tech tech department approved password. Not enough
2: characters. Yeah. (laughs) Well, see once again, so dumb. I I gotta say, I think his password choice is weird. Like this is why I'm like having trouble. I'm like, is he for real or not? Like, why is his password crusade? That's a like. It's an overtly like religious reference to be like, like a dude who's actually on a religious crusade would have a password like that. Why does right. he have a password like that?
3: Like he, he's a swindler. Like
2: maybe that's why he picked it. He's like <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe like, be like swindle. Right. Like yeah. maybe if somebody breaks in and tries to guess my password, they'll probably guess crook or swindler first. Yeah. So let me make it. crusade Crusade. it's so weird
3: also why is he i mean this show does this a lot but like why is he defined by the Crusades still after all these hundreds of years
0: he appears to have run dozens of grifts since then why is that his favorite grift
2: right weird also let's talk about the once they open this this file to, to reveal this damning financial information. It is like a or line not. graph that just is like plus 126% or whatever. There are no numbers. There's no <laughs> bank. Like there is no usable information here. It just seems to say they seem to have made a uh, rather, oh, rather reasonable money. amount of money. Yeah. Like, right. I don't understand. Cool. Like a growth of 26%. It's like, yeah, that's about reasonable for uh Where is like... that growth of 126%? At which pace they're rolling in dough? I guess so. I don't I don't understand what this graph means or what. Uh it's weird. It's not good. Yep. Uh so hey, then hell. these goons show up and they're like freeze police and my mind exploded. I was like Are the pol- they're the police? I guess so. So we come police. to find out that the cops have been investigating Bartholomew. They think he's crooked. Right. So now we're in this weird basement place.
0: The basement Once again, the i Paris was, this, PD.
2: this entire scene. I was like, is this the police or not? I thought this might have actually been fake. I was like, is this all a setup?
0: Nope. Nope. This is the real, it's cops. real baby.
2: Okay. So the Paris police have an empty basement with uh like one light and one chair in it. And that's how they interrogate people. That's this guy's mm-hmm. office. Okay good 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 so and he's like you ruined our bust (laughs) but they didn't though
0: because as they come to find out this like supposedly damning financial information they thought they were looking at is actually all legit Mm -hmm. like the police took all the stuff and look at it and i guess like this guy has a swiss bank account with like five grand in it or something
2: yeah it's like yeah there's nothing nothing there there's no there
0: there and they're very upset about this. And it sounds like they're going to close their file on this whole thing. Right. Uh, Which so yeah, if it's unclear okay. if they're closing it because, like, now he knows that the police are on to him because of this bust. Or if they're closing their file because they've looked at all this information and they now think
2: he's clean. I think that was it. I think, like, I mean, if anything, you should maybe thank them. Like, they did some illegal shit, and it turns out they shouldn't. Sp- they've already spent three thousand man hours, I think they say, uh, doing mm-hmm. this. It's like now mm-hmm. you don't have to spend any more because uh, it turns out you did some shoddy detective work and didn't find out anything. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Weird. Also when he's like interrogating them, he's like, oh, like you guys have spotless records. You have commendations. I was like, wait, what, from who? Like, what is that? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, but then they bust out a briefcase. And they're like, until we found this. And it's just full of passports, money, and loose guns. Like, this is how they keep their shit. Like, they're supposed <laughs> to be professionals. And they just have it all just in a single case. Like, what are they in doing? A, in
3: like a pile.
2: Yeah, there's no straps in the in the case to like hold the loose guns. Like if you walked around with this, there'd just be clanking guns in there. Not safe. Clanking chains. <laughs> yeah, right. it's ridiculous. Anyway, I left the scene, no joke, wondering if this was fake. I was like, mm-hmm. this is going to be part of the plot, and it's like uh, they're trying to get them or what? I don't know. <sighs> nope. Nope. Uh, nope. I, how'd you feel about the this detective though, Virgil? Yeah. Uh, what? He, he's like, he does like he's a King and I reference.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's,
0: he's a- got like, I was convinced. I was like, oh, in the spinoff, this is going to be like their frenemy. Like this will be their like, it's, it's almost like the fucking fat piece of shit from the last episode. Right. Who's like, oh, like, because the, the main character is like this globe trotting mercenary type, like they need a foil who's like sometimes ally, ally, sometimes enemy. Right. like law enforcement presence. No that's not actually what's happening here. But this guy too has like such like a weird almost excessive character that made me think like
2: he was going to be around. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that in two episodes in a row there's these police officers that have this strange affect or like just something about them that like really makes them stick out. They're not like the the run of the mill cops in the regular episodes. Yeah. Weird. But well, whatever. Uh so then we get this very quick scene. And I just want to mention it only because I i guess it, I'm confused by it. Like we end up cutting back to Bartholomew and he gets a phone call and he's like, You've made my day or whatever. And I was like, oh shit, like who called him? Uh and then he like looks up at the sky and is like, thank you. Uh once again. It's like like who's he talking to? Who's in the room that he's like he's got to have this facade that like it seems like he's genuinely religious in this moment. What's he doing? Maybe the nuns
3: are still there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nuns are always there.
3: Yeah. They're like, oh, see, he's very penitent. Mm. Mm.
2: So, all right. So now this next scene. We cut to who knows where we are now, just an apartment building? Yep. It's With not a, a police. It's, it's like a house. Yeah. And is this is where it they live? House? I I don't know. I have no idea where they are. Virgil the cop is there, and he's like I guess he's kind of just babysitting them. He says that mm-hmm. like he just needs to take them to the airport to send them home, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait Why a minute. Why are they sending them home? Yeah, and like to what home? They have like eight passports. Who are these people? Yeah. What country do they send them to? They should be in trouble for doing weird shit. Uh, they're breaking they're just- and entering. They had these guns map. and
0: passports. They're just like, yeah, we're just gonna ditch you over the border. I don't.
2: Get it. Right. Like so- Kate gets the buzz, and out of nowhere, she's just like time to go and her and nick just grab virgil and just are like let's go and they just start taking it's like you could it reminded me honestly of fucking roger rabbit like when uh him and bob roger rabbit and bob hoskins are handcuffed together and out of nowhere roger just pulls his hand out of the thing and he's like wait a minute you could have done that at any time and he's like no only when it was funny and it's like they're just sitting around with this dude and they could just fucking leave and he's also like he doesn't put up a fight when they're like time to go let's grab the cop and it's like yeah. no 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 you're his like prisoners what are you doing it's so strange to me uh what their relationship is how he just is a pushover and it's like sure i'll go with the uh these two assassins or well, what he's like no i'm not actually
0: gonna go with you i'm going to put myself in mortal danger is well, what he ends up doing
2: I and, like, guess I, think so. the,
0: I think the implication is that if they defy him, like, they're going to be arrested again. Or I guess they're not really arrested at all, but they'll get arrested if they mess with him.
2: I guess so. Really weird. Yeah. Uh, so but anyway, wait, don't Virgin go to the door. Don't go door. away. the Just <laughs> smoked. Yep. With a shotgun, right? But, like, through mm. the window, right? Yeah. So, like, a sniped shotgun blast? Like, it's a video mm-hmm. game, maybe, or something? I'm yeah. just like, what? uh interesting also he may he says at this point i think well before he gets shot uh he says what's the deal like no one even knows we're here mm. and so th-
1: this an is why informant. i brought up that
2: previous scene like who who yeah. made the phone call right like th- there's this scene here that seems to imply like there's a rat somebody like told on him like somebody's in the organization or who knows what mm. Who is never that?
3: explain. That's it's- the hallmark of a good script. <laughs> <laughs> it's just never brought up again.
2: Nope. So strange. So strange. So they run away uh, and kind of get chased by some goons, but but make like it
0: Bartholomew there. comes himself for some reason. He's like, Ah, yeah. yes, I am the millionaire philanthropist. But I'm like, Gonna go with my
2: goons. Yep. Like From I'm lines. at a
3: crime scene where a cop has been murdered. <laughs> right.
2: Yes. Wearing a very fancy coat that's very recognizable. Yes, very
3: recognizable. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No they sense. Just, like get out through a window or something.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh. So then we cut. We're later on the street, and Nick and Catherine are arguing. And you know, she's saying you should have stayed out of this whole thing. None of this would have happened. And of course, he's arguing that like I saved you. If I didn't stay out, you might be dead now. Uh. And I don't know if you guys watch special features. This was like the audition scene, basically, uh, mm-hmm. for the actress. Uh. So then they just kind of like, I guess because they don't know what to do with the scene uh they like chop it in half and like they even almost like call it out like she's like what are we even doing talking about this here cut to a random other place to talk about the scene Same, uh, again it's so dumb that, It's right. like now we're on a wharf so we can right. talk about it and in the audition you can see that like this is this is all one scene but i guess to yeah. get some sort of visual interest in it they at least give it to uh two locations, and I guess I guess it f- feeds into, like, they've escaped and they're maybe further away now or something like that. Uh, but it's just it's... really strange. Like, when she says, like, I can't believe we're talking about this here, cut to a different place to talk about it seems crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. So where do we cut to? Some weird roof or train station? I don't know where this is either. We're just in a location that they yeah. talk about stuff.
0: Yeah, it's odd. But, you know... Uh...
3: He has to be a part of her whole life.
0: Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm in or out. You can't like, you can't string me. You can't cut me out of part of your life if you want me in any of it. Right.
1: Fair I
2: enough. Think, I think this is an okay conversation and maybe should be, I don't want to say more sentimental or something, but like, I feel like this is a, like maybe a cornerstone of this episode or something that like, hey, like we both have these things about us. Like, you know, she has this immortal life she doesn't she wants to protect him and he's like a you know take action sort of guy like i can't just like sit by and watch you maybe get hurt so we have to reconcile these things it's like okay like i can see how this is a show or something yeah. about the two of these people uh yeah and so she has 80 francs on her because they mm-hmm. have no guns anymore and he's like ah that's enough for a long distance phone call Ooh. And so now where do we go the circus the circus i I can't can't believe i met the circus but it's also like a it's just like a merry-go-round maybe in front of one person's house i was like Mm who what is this i don't know where this location is or why it's all like this but i don't either. okay (laughs) yeah weird so what happens here
3: they get guns
2: they get guns yeah So, courtesy
0: of the businessman in the beginning, this guy delivers them a suitcase full of guns. And some bolognese. Which, what the fuck is this? Is this just supposed to be some weird mobster thing?
2: I guess so. I don't know. Also, no one knows how to pack a case in this, like, episode. Like, Mm -hmm. these guns are all loose, too. Like, they open up a briefcase, and they're just scattered around. There's, like, knives and stuff in there. It's, It's like, what is this grab bag? Like... Whatever, variety it's is like the spice of life he said. When you're
3: a kid and you have like one of those cases for your action figures and they're all just like piled in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah, this is this is bad. Yep. But and they now. have guns now. So
2: now they have guns. So I mean it's like what's the point of all of this? Like it's it becomes inconsequential that they lose their guns because they just get them back. Right. Like Yes. Like at least there'd be some stakes like hey, we don't have guns. How do we fight a guy that is you know, using goons with guns, uh, like we'll have to use, I don't know, it's setting up here, you would think, uh, in maybe a better episode, it would set up like, oh, we've got to use our assassin Wiles to like, you know, foil the bad guy. Like maybe there's outfits, like costumes or disguises involved or setting traps or who knows what. Uh, but it's all just undone. It's, it's all inconsequential in this episode. Yikes. Yes. Woof. Alright, so we cut to Bart's mansion because he has a mansion, of course. Everyone has mansions. All bad guys have mansions.
0: Yeah. So this guy goes to a wall safe and opens <laughs> like opens behind this like this hidden wall safe and goes bip, bip, bop, bop, bang. <laughs> is is his the thing he says as he opens it for reasons. And then inside is what appears to be a Bible.
3: Ooh. But inside the Bible are diamonds. Uh, so, uncut which, gems, if you will.
0: Oh. Yeah. Which the guy then just pours out inside the hollowed out Bible.
2: He's going to lose one. They're small.
0: They're small. Yeah. They're going to get everywhere. <laughs> w- what did you do this for? Just to show the audience, right. obviously. But I have so many questions. First off, there's now if the police obviously have not done their job no because this guy has embezzled 18 million dollars that he has converted into diamonds but he had to get the 18 million dollars in order to buy the diamonds so they should be able to find an 18 million dollar hole in his books they just haven't they just were like well we didn't find the money in like the first place we look, so I guess the investigation's over. Right. It's like, yeah, that's why you fucking audit him. Anyway, step one (laughs) has indeed been embezzling money. And for some reason, the police just decided not to look. Second, point the second, why does he have a hollowed out book if he's going to keep it in a safe? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Like the point of the hollowed out book is that you can hide it in plain sight and no one will ever think to look for 18 million dollars inside like the random book on your right. bookshelf but if they find a goddamn safe like what does he think <laughs> is gonna happen they're gonna open the safe discover the book and not open it
1: yeah oh well, it's just it's a book just in here book. close it
0: up Close it <laughs> beep bop, boop we're done here
3: case closed
0: close. <laughs> it's like i don't understand this
3: that's because it's bad
0: (laughs) okay this is like it's not thought out
2: nope uh so while this is all going on nick and kate are outside like snooping around the grounds and to your point at the beginning of the episode kyle that like she's doesn't want him involved in immortal stuff but it's just putting him in danger like all the time all the time i mean i guess this is related to the immortal thing but like just because he has goons but like I can't tell. What happens next is Nick is near a window and gets ambushed, or I guess gets discovered by some goon, and, like, he's gonna get shot. shot? And then Kate shows up and saves him, and it's like, well, thank God, but, like, I can't tell if that they were setting a trap for him, or, like, I don't know. Like, he could have just gotten killed.
3: I sort of thought it was a trap, but he could have gotten killed.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, why did this guard even say, like, hey, what do you do? Like, he could have just shot him. As soon as he saw him, just shot him. <laughs> it would have been yeah. over. I don't know. Bad. Doesn't make any sense. So uh, we do get kind of a cool hero shot of Kate walking towards the house. Like, somehow mm. they're right near the house. And then we cut to her, like, in the driveway, uh, like, walking the entire length of it uh, up to the, the front door or whatever. But it looks kind of cool. She's got her sword and a gun. I was like, ooh, is this going to be fun? She drops that gun. She that's another crazy. What what they uh they lose their guns. Then they have a whole scene where they have to get the guns back and then Nick does he ever use the gun again? Nothing. No, no so. she doesn't use she like right at the beginning of she the fight she throws her gun she away. She throws it away. <laughs> it's like it wasn't even needed. Like it's so fucking pointless. Yep. Uh, It is kind
0: of dope. He gets a shield. (laughs) Like, he, on his way out, grabs, like, his old, like, Crusader shield. Right. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah, that was
3: cool. That was cool.
2: I'll also uh, say, uh, I think somebody on Facebook messaged us a couple weeks ago and asked uh, that question. I wondered if they maybe were watching ahead and saw this, and they were like, hey, like, why don't immortals use shields? It seems like that would be a, a good useful thing. tool. <laughs> and I, yeah, this is maybe the first Immortal we've seen that has a shield. Uh, I'm sure there's been maybe others, at least obviously in flashbacks. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. The only other person I could think of is, what was his name? Martin Kemp in uh, that Avenging Angel movie. Cause mm. he does like that whole Templar outfit. Right. Oh, and he yeah, might yeah. have a shield in that. I can't remember. Uh, but no, I thought it was a, a cool idea that an immortal might use a shield. That makes yeah. sense, right? No, that's cool. Yeah, I like it's it. It's cumbersome to carry around. That's probably the reason. You got to put it in your yeah. uh, your coat here. Yep. Yeah.
3: Well, you just have a, wear a Ninja Turtle costume and hide it <laughs> under the shell. <laughs> under the shell all the time. Problem solved. You
0: just fight with the turtle shell.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Turtle power. Turtle power. So <laughs> they're fighting outside and inside. Nick confronts a goon, right? And this
3: this is where he gets shot, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, I, I I found this confusing. I didn't know what was going on. I they're like in shadows. I was like, who got shot? Yeah. Nick gets shot, but he's wearing a bulletproof vest. So uh
2: it's fine. And he ends it's- up disarming this guy again without using a gun. And these so. diamonds spill on the floor. They there's no way he picked all of those up, right? Yeah, nope. they they lost about six hundred grand worth of diamonds.
3: <laughs> That's like when you like are 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 like loading pepper and you're a shaker and like you spill the pepper.
2: Every time it happens, man. Every, Every time.
0: time. I gather that you're both speaking from personal experience here. This is mm. not a problem I've had. What?
3: Those little peppercorns roll away.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've always been like
2: a hole in one on the wow.
3: peppercorns.
2: Wow. I'm, bra- I'm bragging. You should do like here. a you YouTube tur- tur- tutorial on uh... tortilla. <laughs> anyway, well, that's uh...
0: actually my technique. I actually roll up a tortilla pour it into the tortilla mm. like a
2: fun Oh, that's smart. And then it also seasons the uh, the, tortilla the tortilla very lightly exactly. with the essence of peppercorns pepper bouncing off it. Tortilla. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So Kate and Bart are fighting outside. Nick shows up with his gun drawn like, oh shit. And she's like, don't do it. Like, So I guess this is this, I guess this moment where, I, I guess if, I don't know, I'm giving it too much credit. I think we're supposed to, understand this is like nick now understands that he is supposed to like let this happen or something like no nah, but that's not what's happening no that's not really right yeah
0: and like i feel like he's always known that he's supposed to
2: let this happen right yeah uh doesn't he go back inside too yep
3: well I mean, when, the is... qui- when the quickening starts oh that's of right yeah smartly
0: uh we haven't talked about this fight at all what how do we feel about this sword fight
2: um, I think I kind of liked it. I I guess yeah. I don't know. That's good. Yeah. It
0: was it was okay. I I did not get the vibe watching it that either of them were comfortable at all doing it. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it just has the it has an awkward look to me. Right. Um. Uh, but the the addition of the sword or the shield enables them to like choreograph additional moves that are cool looking.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like
0: he like goes in and gives her like the shield bash at one point, and when she finally wins and is like gonna take him out like it kind of serves as a chopping block for like his head it's kind of cool
1: yeah
3: that is cool yeah i mean it's It's they they, they used it to good effect yeah it's not the worst it's not the best (laughs) season yeah it's
2: a it's it's fine yeah it's passing it's not like one of the bad highlander fights i mean not that there's a lot of those at all i guess but there's some that are just unremarkable uh yeah so yeah she says charity begins at home i this is i don't know what that means
0: Nope. she's uh he says something to set up that line charity Uh, has the day
3: off or
0: that was the missed line yeah well i forget
2: how charitable of you i think he says yeah Yeah.
0: and she says charity begins at home but the earlier charity joke was charity has the day off and for some reason they don't call it back
3: like she should have said that
0: yeah. Yes. Like it wouldn't have been good, but it would have been better, and it would have made <laughs> sense of this. At least this dumb joke would have had a payoff. Right. Yeah. Like, other than like charity begins at home, I don't understand what that means. You're at his home.
2: Yeah. Like, not giving him charity. Yeah. Killed him.
3: I I don't get it. Nope. Yeah. Doesn't
2: make any sense. Uh, also, so... it suddenly became nighttime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. It's like pitch black outside. Uh... And it's like, when did this happen? Pitch
3: black, starring Vin Diesel. Uh, <laughs> so then. The quickening yeah. happens. I did think it was kind of funny that Nick is like, uh,
2: "I gotta go. Yeah, I'm
3: going back inside." I mean, I guess quickening. is this
2: maybe the first time he's seen one? It would be my guess. If probably, I think, if well, she's I, kept I feel like me. at arm's length from all this stuff. But
3: yeah, I got the other impression like he knows what's going to happen, so he's like, "Oh, I gotta hide because I don't want to get struck by lightning or whatever." Interesting,
2: right? Huh?
1: Interesting
0: uh i was, i, I, I kind of like the quickening
2: yeah yes. what is this
0: fire symbol that forms it's like a circle with like two antenna
3: i was like what is that is i was, that if that was, a big... I was sure been that been was significant i would have been a lot cooler like...
2: if that was what the fucking emblem was or something on the healer like like why is this yeah. symbol right. significant uh don't know i don't know i don't know it yeah. could have
3: been two hearts two of hearts
2: <laughs> two <laughs> that's of right hearts. two hearts no. <laughs> Uh, At least, like, we haven't had, I think, a big quickening in a while. Uh, And so props to Richard Martin for, like, doing some more fire effects and stuff. Uh, So that's good. Yeah. So this episode that, like, the denouement of this episode is just, like, right here, right now. And it's just like, wow, that was crazy, huh? We should take a vacation to the Bahamas. And, like, that's it. That's it. They just kiss. And I'm like, I I was just like, what is your life? like? What? Like, what is this about?
3: Woo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well, I, I get the impression we all have a lot of thoughts on this episode, but before we dive into those, we should maybe play a little game. Game time. So welcome to the game we like to call three and five. That is the game where I will list a category. And either Keith or Eamon will have five seconds to name me three examples that fall within that category.
1: Oh, Each boy. correct
0: answer they get will get them one point. If they snag all three, that's four points, baby. Four points. Whoever gets the most points wins. You ready to do this thing? Yeah, I hope so. Eamon, you're going to be up first.
3: All right, I'm ready. I'm getting you're, it. Five you ready second for this rule. Thing? I'm ready.
0: Eamon, name for me three female immortals
3: amanda Catherine, from this episode and you're and, out of
0: time uh, that is correct you got two two baby, baby. i,
3: I two was worried you were going to get
0: the character from this episode almost did it <laughs> that's always almost. the
2: curveball is like forgetting yeah. that there's one we've talked about today mm-hmm. keith yes. to
0: you're up next with question the second name for me three season six pilot spinoffs. go Uh, what's this one called
2: uh two of hearts um patient number seven and uh a diplomatic immunity oh that wasn't it nope that's wrong
0: diplomatic immunity is indeed a season six episode but with with no spin-off potential that was a pretty good effort though Eh. two more points Tied up, baby. Tying it up. E Money. Yes, sir. Name for me. Three Sean Connery Bond movies.
3: Ooh, Dr. No. You only live twice from Russia with love.
0: That is a clean sweep of those bad boys. Keith. Yes. Can you cl- can you clap back by naming me three non Bond Sean Connery films?
2: Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, uh, Finding Forrester, and Dragonheart. Yes, you you're the bad got now. Got it. That's yeah. right. I named the three movies we talked about before we hit record
0: this podcast.
3: <laughs> there you go.
0: Yep. You know the uh, as I was looking at these, I was like, our conversation about this is going to render some of these irrelevant, <laughs> but mm. it's okay.
2: Okay. You got him. I could have said the untouchables. He's in that, right? Oh, he is in that. Yeah. <laughs> the League of extraordinary gentlemen. LXG. Zardaz.
0: Zardoz.
3: <laughs> <Zardaz.
2: laughs>
0: uh Amen. Yes. Name for me.
3: Three evil immortals who fight with goons. Oh, Xavier St. Cloud, Bartholomew, Callus.
0: I'm trying to think if I'm going to give you callus, but I've decided I'm going to give you callus. Cool. I'd say I feel like he his,
2: has people, right? His use of goons is a little more
0: separated than I was envisioning, but I still think it's a fair answer because I didn't spell that out. So
3: yeah, he's got a crew. It. He's got a crew. Yeah. Cheater.
0: Luther. Hey.
2: Luther had a crew, right?
3: Luther.
0: Remember, yes. I,
2: I, I will never forget. Like they have that laser music fight scene on the on uh-huh. the river. Yeah. You Luther's got a, crew. you gotta
0: fight without a crew. <laughs> we haven't had laser
2: music in a while. I love laser music.
0: Yeah. Keith, name for me three immortals who either in lieu of or in addition, who use a weapon in lieu of or addition, in addition to a
2: sword. What uh, oh, what was that guy's name? Fucking Battle Axe from Mountain Men. Uh, we got uh, this guy, uh, Bart. Uh, I'm gonna give you a couple bonus seconds because the question was awkward. Uh, is there anybody else? Martin Kemp? Did I say Martin Kemp already? I think he uses like a mace. I I, I failed. All right. <laughs> uh,
0: I think that's only one. Or wait, I'll give you two. I could have said. Oh, two. I
2: guess I could have said Xavier. He uses gas, right? Gas. You yeah.
1: could have said
0: Xavier. He He's it. claw. Yeah. His I think claw. that's a two.
1: His claw. <laughs>
0: he has a claw.
1: He does that's have a true. claw.
0: Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> Name for me. Uh, three evil immortals who pretend to be religious.
3: Oh, Bart, from this very episode. Uh, shit. <laughs> I can't think of any others. Oh.
0: Then that is only one for you, my friend. Nice like Callus, maybe. Uh, Keith. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure if he was really pretending to be, right? Yeah, they don't
3: really tell you.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I have thoughts on
0: this, but Keith, you should answer yours first, which oh. is name me three episodes featuring immortals who pretend to be religious.
2: Oh, um, Two of Hearts, Song of the Executioner, um.
3: Ooh, there's a juicy one.
2: I
0: I missed it. Sorry. All right. I you know, when I'd written this question, I wasn't thinking about Calus, but I'll give it to you anyway because I've been convinced by our conversation. Oh, I'm not sure. Uh, okay. But the the more obvious ones were Canwolf
2: in Ah, uh, Canwolf in Homeland. 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 And Homeland.
0: dare I say the big one, Lorca in Ooh, Little teen teen God. God. Lorca.
3: It's Little teen God.
1: But,
0: uh, Look at All them. right. Uh, I actually am not 100% clear on what the score is at the moment. 6, 10, uh, 10 to 8, uh, 11. It is actually, uh, Keith, you are up 11 to 10 by my Ooh. math right now. Ooh. Um, or excuse me, Eamon is up 11 to 10 right now by my math. Oh, yeah. So you, it's still very close. You still got all the chances in the world to even it out. Eamon, right. your shirt is pretty apt for this one. Name for me three swing states in this
3: upcoming election. Ooh, uh, Pennsylvania? Uh, is Florida one? Uh, mm, can't think of it. You, Texas? You got, got Texas, two. Yeah. You got Ooh. two. Uh... Pennsylvania. Hmm, that's worrisome. Not to get all political.
0: <laughs> that's all right. Well, if, well, you know, this is all just a lead up to me trying to encourage everybody to vote. And if you need a good reason, Keith, you need to name me three Supreme Court justices appointed by our president.
2: Uh, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and um, oh boy, oh boy, the first guy, uh, gray hair. Oh no, oh no. I I know his Ooh. name. And that is it. If you had gotten that, you would have been the winner. Oh no! If you had named Neil Gorsuch? Gorsuch. Gorsuch. yes, yes, Neil. Gorsuch. That's it. I'm
0: oh, so I gotta sorry.
2: take a major Gorshitz.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that you named him Neil, like he's your buddy, like yeah. friend. Oh, I god, oh, I forget Neil. Neil. Yes. Uh, so that is how you play three and five. Eamon, congratulations! You pulled out a nail biter.
3: Great job, but, Eamon. Thank you, Keith. Uh, it was a tough battle. You you fought well.
2: Thank you. You yeah. did as
0: well, sir.
3: God but bless you.
0: That's how you play three and five. And if you need information about how to vote, <laughs> check online. There are a million resources available. I think this episode comes out on election day,
1: Today's so today. you
0: probably have to show up to your polling place to get your vote counted. Please go vote.
3: Please vote. That's right. Just vote, baby. I won't judge you on who you vote for. Just vote.
2: There you go.
3: Or maybe I will. Who Uh-oh. knows?
2: <laughs> well, we'll never know. So We'll never, never know. know. Yeah. It's sacred. We'll never know. All right. So let's talk about episode 6-10, Two of Hearts. Keith, what do we think?
3: you, you, you I guess won. I go
2: first. Okay. Yeah. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I was bored. I yes. will say that again. This was boring. Uh, This episode, yeah. I... Not as boring I, as
3: the last one.
2: No, I and it's weird. Like I feel like this one's got like the bones of something good here. Like yes, I get I get these I two characters agree. and I feel like they've even set up like there's it could have been done better, but like I understand why there'd be some conflict here. Uh I get the mercenary angle, and like we said, they've been seemingly kind of going for uh-huh. that this entire run of spin-offs. Uh-huh. Uh which is I don't know, it's weird that they keep doing that. Like, why not try different things? But um Yeah. So that's that, strange they, and they e- clearly
0: have an idea of what they want the spin-off character to be. And I think you can see how when they ultimately settle that it will be Amanda, right. I think you can see the somewhat common thread that they managed to weave through all these characters kind of culminating in that just yeah an extent.
2: and this seems to be the closest that we get including that the you know the uh the male lead is named nick nick uh, yeah <laughs> i was like i remember very
0: little about the raven but i fucking remember
2: that <laughs> right and it's also so weird i mean we'll get into this later when we eventually talk about the raven but like the the casting choice like i was curious like what they thought of this guy nick because they were Perhaps maybe thinking of bringing these two people in as a couple, uh, mm-hmm. you know. I, but I don't know. Maybe they maybe they were always maybe they were gonna recast Nick at some point. Uh, but just the Nick they cast in the Raven is a very different type than this guy. It would seem like he's physically, beefy, like, right? yeah, he's like a b- big dude, like an Adrian Paul, maybe even bigger. Like he's like a jacked cop or whatever. Uh,
3: he's more of a um. Uh, what's Superman's name on Lois and Clark?
2: Dean, Dean Cain. Kane He's more
3: of a Dean Kane type right?
2: I, I, I thought he was more I don't know. He's got like a beard right? Mm. I don't know. Chuck Norris. Maybe more Chuck like. Dean but uh, there's, I yeah, I agree
0: to, to echo what you said about like there's something to like here. I think the core concept of what these two characters are pretty good. And I like the idea that they're flipping on the script, flipping the script of what they do perpetually with, initially with Duncan and Tessa, but then repeat Suri with all his girlfriends, is that like, it's the opposite of that. It's not like this wilting flower that you need to keep from it. Like they're very much in the action together and like a lot of their playful banter and their dynamic comes from their ability to like mutually engage in violence. Um, (laughs) And... I don't know something about that i think works and i think you see a lot of moments in this episode where it works like you know e- including in the cold open with like the weird batman RoboCop goon shoot the bitch oh, like God. like from that interaction like you immediately see like oh there's something that could work here
3: can you say the b word on television yeah. like was was that on the, the american version
1: I that think seems so. like a
3: naughty, <laughs> naughty word to me. Well,
2: I yeah, think that, just, I, I think that's really that. telling of TV at the time, and we're always criticizing it when they say it. Like, hey, stop doing this TV. Like, it's not cool. Like, I think that's the deal. Is that like nobody thought it was? A, you can you can call women bitches. That's fine. No, no. Well, anyway. it is funny that like just the hierarchy of stuff. Well, exactly. Yeah, because
0: like pre NYPD blue no one said shit on network television.
3: sipowitz
0: Yeah. <laughs> but like shit in retrospect.
1: And just saying spot. the
0: word shit mm-hmm. seems so much less offensive to me. Yeah. Than yeah. like demeaning women by calling them bitches. <laughs> like yeah. that seems so much worse. But Don't
3: trust the bee in apartment 23. Remember that show?
2: I remember Actually, it. Actually, I existing. don't remember it. I remember that it existed. Yeah, yeah and I no, never what's watched it. Jessica Jones episode. is the
0: main character. Yeah, that's right. What does yeah. the
3: what does the B stand for in that? Who
0: knows? No clue. Well,
3: I don't either. No way to tell. It's, it's confusing.
0: Uh, but hmm. it's uh, you know, there there are parts of this that I think could work, but sure. it's I... in it's in an episode that is bad in a generic sense. It's like in a, it's bad in a way that just indicates like bad filmmaking. <laughs> and it's
2: like, like no, everything is generic in this. It is like yeah. this feels like a, a a computer wrote this episode after watching mm-hmm. uh, uh, like all of the USA catalog. Like,
3: mm-hmm. it's got John Woo ripoffs, RoboCop ripoffs, action movie ripoffs in general. Yeah, the flashback uninteresting.
0: Yeah, and like there's just something wrong with the pacing like everything just feels slow like the cold open of this is torture and it's like it's supposed to be an action beat like the cold open is all action and it feels just like sand like it Mm -hmm. is like there's just a bunch of moments like that that are just kind of broken in this episode and really interfere with its ability to land
2: yeah yeah, fascinating. Also the like the villain, like part of me doesn't hate this idea of the villain. Uh like I kind of like the idea of like somebody that like has always either taken advantage of charities or like has used religion, like it would seem like religion seems to be this guy's deal mm-hmm. all the time, like hence yes. this nun thing. Uh that like, hey, like and somebody so- is using religion uh in a disingenuous way to just steal money. Like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like that, like it's there seems to be some sort of morality in this episode, but they never explore like a moral question mm-hmm. the way like a more classic Highlander episode would. Um Yeah, well, it's I don't know. Also,
3: it's-, it's very surface level. Like when, when he's in the office with the nuns, I'm like, is this like an Adam West Batman joke? Like <laughs> it's just so like there's no like in these spinoff episodes, there's no like underlying like thought to how any of this stuff like actually works. Yeah.
0: yeah. The other thing that you know, I was actually half expecting almost like a rehash of uh, what's his name, the episode with Kieran
2: and Cage. What's his?
1: What's oh, the name of that episode? Um,
2: uh, oh shit! What's it called? Forgive the, us our, um. Forgive us our trust. Is that it? No. It doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't the, matter. The, the reformed
3: was, war criminal guy?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was kind yeah. of expecting based on, to echo some of your things, Keith, where you kept something like, Oh, is this guy actually really religious? I was expecting to discover that this man had turned over a new leaf. Sure. Or at least had given the appearance of turning over a new leaf. And that like there at some point might be doubt of whether this guy deserved her vengeance. Sure. Of course is that's immediately dispelled just just instantly.
2: Right. And they uh, they even have perfect uh like perfect mechanical ways to make that work. Like they have a conversation with the dude Nick when they get back to their weird apartment or cottage that's like, "Hey man, like don't give me shit for you that you don't understand." And it's like but they never use Nick to be like, "Hey, like maybe this guy isn't all bad." Like I feel like there there should be tension between the two of them. Like he's able to see things through his present lens, which is that, "Hey, like I know about this guy. He always does good stuff." We didn't find anything at all. He's maybe a good guy now. And she could be like, no, you don't understand because I saw him before. And there's tension there. Like she understands this guy through a different lens than he does. And they can fight about that too. Uh, And that's not there.
0: And one thing that's a little bit strange, I guess, that I thought was going to be part of the tension here is only in the voiceover that she gives do we get this crucial missing piece that like he raises money for these war efforts and then disappears. There is I think a much more compelling villain that raises money for these war efforts that just get a ton of people killed but he doesn't care. Like the villain who shows up to that village and genuinely thinks it's a good thing to march on Jerusalem, even though thousands of people will die and thinks it's okay to tax that village out of existence in order to do it. Like that is a bad guy. Like that is a bad thing to do. Right. But if that motivation is sincere, that is a way better villain than just a grifter. Yeah. So it's also a little strange that like, all of his heists appear The heists appear to be related to war, except for this one. Mm-hmm. This one just seems like he's just generically ripping off a charity. Right. Whereas, like, all the, the entire montage is built on the concept that it's war-related. Right.
2: Or even, if, I don't like, know. the goons. Like, I mean, this guy has goons with them, which, especially because they don't have their guns, like, that presents a new or at least some obstacle to like that's in their way before they can get mm. to Bart. Uh, and it's like, well, maybe like they need to reveal to the goons that this guy isn't what he says he is because maybe they're genuine in like, no, this guy's like a-, a really great religious leader. He does all this good stuff and like people hate him for it or something. So we protect him. And it's like, at least then there's something there. Like they don't have their guns. What's our weapon against these other guns? How about Reason. we show we show yeah. them the lie that they've been presented, and then yeah. they can turn or like on on the, the villain. I don't know. It's uh, it just is missed opportunity after missed opportunity. I'll bring this up. Why do you think her name is Catherine? That stuck out to me right away, and I was like, they chose they chose the classic K villain name uh for the for the lead, and I was like, that's I mean I I was excited about that. I was like, ooh, maybe she's gonna be uh you know uh, a little dicey. No, she seems great. So why does she have a K name? Uh, Like, so they didn't even build in like a character flaw into this, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. And again, there could be tension there with like maybe Nick's a by the book vigilante. (laughs) I don't know, uh, or whatever (laughs) they are. But like, maybe she's like, maybe she kind of goes off the rails sometimes. Like something that shows that she's flawed in some way. Uh, And again, give them stuff to like discuss and get into it about, uh, because that's more exciting for the viewer.
3: Blind Faith was that episode.
0: Blind, Blind faith. faith. Thank you. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Blind Does anyone have anything else to add before we rate this thing? I, I think that we've. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for all of us, but I feel like as a attempted spin off, this probably is the best one, or at least provides the most fruit. Or huh. maybe we disagree on that. I kind of think that this. Has presented the the bones for the most compelling spinoff.
2: Interesting. It's my... between this and
0: Patient Number Seven, but or not or Deadly Exposure probably. Oh, like...
2: interesting. I think Patient Number Seven might be my front runner as far as spinoffs go. Uh, only because, and again, I'm reading way too much into this. Like I like the notion that an immortal has forgotten their identity, mm-hmm. and including their entire past, and like the the show's like putting it all back together uh and it's still like and she's still like a bodyguard like in that Mm -hmm. episode like so there's there's still this maybe mercenary aspect to it uh i just find that to be more interesting than you know a mercenary travel like this is just two mercenaries traveling around like i think it would be okay but i feel like at some point much like tess and duncan they're gonna wanna how do we move on with this character do we kill nick does nick become immortal does like I, i don't know uh where's it go next i guess but yeah, it's not awful. I don't think it's awful or anything. Uh, it's better than some of the other like vigilante justice episodes we've seen.
3: No, no Adrian Paul in this episode. Did we want to, or or any Highlander characters?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it makes more sense just to rip that
2: band aid off and not deal with it. Here, yeah, if, if, if Duncan
0: <laughs> had been in two minutes of this episode, I just would have been angry,
2: right? Yeah, um, here's a question for you guys how. And I'm almost surprised they didn't do this because I I think, again, they had material there that was worthwhile and they didn't dip into it. Of all the, like, they've they've tried to create new characters. And I guess I'm a little surprised that they didn't reach back into the previous five seasons and go, like, there were some pretty awesome characters we made. We maybe don't need to have that exact actor play it. But, like, let's take that archetype and run with it again. And the one that sticks out to me the most is the one that Matthew McCormick plays in, is it Run For Your Life? The the FBI agent who's after Carl Robinson? Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's like and they had even planned it initially back then they were like this could be a cool spin off like an FBI agent that investigates like kind of has like an X-Files like vibe to it like he travels the country cuz there's these weird unsolved murders that are like beheadings and like he's able to you know enact some sort of immortal justice when like real or you know i don't know mortal justice doesn't work uh mm-hmm. like i'm kind of just surprised they didn't try that again like yeah and like or and like they were obviously set on using uh you know, like a woman in the lead role, but like just do mm. it with an FBI agent. I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to think if there's any other characters that you would look back and be like, they should, do, they should grab onto them. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah.
3: I mean, there's the obvious choice of like Mythos and Joe, which for, for some reason they don't end up ultimately going with.
2: Right. And we're going to get into that soon. So yeah. that'll be an interesting spinoff. Uh, I haven't seen that episode in a very long time. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We should think about more, like what uh of all the uh Highlander episodes. Maybe next time we'll talk about it more. Uh, which ones we'd like to see come back as the spinoff, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. Because there's a, like I don't know, like I think like you said, Kyle, that like it's weird how hollow this all is. Like they've they've had characters that are similar in the past, and there's like depth and motivation, and like they seem to have just thrown all those qualifiers out the window. Like what makes a good Highlander episode? Apparently, none of that stuff anymore, uh, which is weird to me, but I don't know. Yeah, it is weird. That's weird, weird, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you know what we didn't do, though, before we actually talked about the episode? We didn't go through the Watcher Chronicles, so we're going to do the Watcher Chronicles. Yeah, oh, shit, indeed. Oh, fuck, man. We didn't do the Watcher Chronicles, so we're going to do them, uh, and then uh, we're going to give our ratings. How's that sound? Sounds good Good to me. Oh, it does sound good. All right, first up. uh I'm a Watcher. (laughs) Bam. All right. First, we're talking about Bartholomew. No one aliases. What does FR stand for? Friar. Friar. That Friar so. Rodrigo.
3: Friar Rodrigo. I thought it said Frodo Bartolomeo. for a second.
2: All right, and Doctor Raymond Barth. Okay, he's a doctor. Hmm. Father. I don't know. Oh, maybe oh, father. Father. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm. Interesting. Father born 1732 in wessex england his first death was in 779 hang for embezzling the king's taxes he's been doing this whole thing his whole life how about that his first teacher was bertrick 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 no no other name needed nope bertrick
3: Bertrick. like (laughs) share
2: original cultural affiliation is english recent base of operations is paris france his occupation is he's the ceo of mission for children Mm. Fair enough. I mean, also, like, a a scam like this, CEO of Mission for Children, like, these aren't short grifts, right? This is a very long grift. Like, I don't know. At this point, like, how long has this guy been playing this? And what's it like? He owns a mansion. Like, just stop. Just stop it. Like, you don't have to work. Like, I don't understand. Like, what does he like about this? Like, is it just the money? Does he need more money? Maybe does he's gonna he like, crippling gambling from ad- he's know. got a crippling gambling addiction, so he's got to keep on uh, uh making that money. Yeah, good, uh, money deceased
3: 1998.
2: And this is the one that gets me. I kind of want to talk about this watcher, Reverend Moral Merle Potter, mission for children. So, like, I don't know, like, does this guy his, his watcher is a rev, like, he knows he knows what this, this is a fucking, scam, this is <laughs> a scam, and he's like part of it huh? Like also like, I'm assuming I, I, I don't know, like much like Joe, like Joe's Joe is a blues musician. It's not a cover. And I mean, he uses it, I guess as a cover. Like it's his job though. Right. He owns a bar. Like I assume this guy's really a reverend who then became a watcher. Like who's his allegiance to man, like this dude that steals from children just so, he, like he keeps a secret because of this. Like, his oh, watcher, yes, his, I guess, like, I guess I'm, I'm getting at I his watcher oath interfere. is more powerful than his, like, oath to the Bible or God to, like, do what is right in the face of this monster stealing funds from needy this, children in the name of God or whatever. It's, yeah, like, crazy. Dark, dark. Yeah. All right, let's read it. Next. To my mind, at least, there is no creature more evil than the one who steals food from the mouths of starving children. Wow. That Bartholomew has been doing it and getting away with it for more than a thousand years is almost enough to shake one's faith in a wow. just and caring God. <laughs> wow. wow! Jesus wow. Christ! But this Man, person is this watching is it happen. A hard time. This shakes my faith that you're a good person, bro. You're like, yeah. I can't believe God's letting him do this. It's like, you're letting him do this. I'm <laughs> screaming right now. This is so stupid. I just content myself with the knowledge that God has set aside a special place in hell for men like him. And thanks to wow. Catherine, he's going to be there for the rest of eternity.
1: Jesus. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah, real ventral streak with this man of God here. I'll bet he's not, neatly, uh, not nearly so smug and arrogant as he was a few days ago.
3: Well, he's dead, yeah, He's
2: but... dead and in hell, I guess, <laughs> so, no. Uh, and while the diamonds discovered in his office are just a shadow of the fortune he's scammed all these centuries, at least it would be a start to help those poor children whose lives he would claimed to be making better, not worse. Wow. Yeah, next. That's that's rough, man. I don't like this watcher. He's bad news. Immortal Kate Sutherland or Katrina Balinskaya or Kasia, Maybe. Born in 326 BC, damn. Uh, Samar- Samothrace? Samothrace, Samothrace. All right, no clue. so she is super old.
3: Yeah,
2: right? she died in a volcanic eruption. Sure, wow, sure. Uh, her first teacher was Man Mantinea of. Pylos. i, Pilus. It, Pilus. I uh, they listeners isn't it enjoyable to hear me read these so poorly original col- cultural affiliation is greek recent base of operations is chicago so she operates Ryan. out of chicago all right whatever Go oh, boy <laughs> so occupation mercenary she's a bad mercenary i got cause... it yeah all right yep. all right let's read her chronicle Kate and Nick celebrated their fifth anniversary today by breaking into a bank vault to liberate $2 million in stock certificates from a St. Louis de- uh, safe deposit box. As Nick said, after they returned them to the old lady who'd inherited them as he toasted their marriage with a shared can of beer in the East St. Louis motel room, it's a living. Wow, that sentence well, that's an awkward living. sentence. Wow. They can afford to put off the real celebration for a day or two. Kate's had a private island near Fiji booked since the day after Bartholomew, uh, that Bartholomew business, and they'll finally leave on Friday. Oh, I just want to return to normalcy, guys. So I rented a private island for me and my friends. Uh, Great. She's been repeating, (laughs) (laughs) she's been repeating like a mantra of uh, sanity ever since she made the reservations. No phones, no guns, no tan lines. Oh, baby. Hey, yo. Ooh.
3: Uh,
2: how about no swords, too? I don't think mm. uh, they ever anticipated their, their honeymoon this much. This is their honeymoon? No. Oh, it, it, I don't it, think it... they even anticipated their honeymoon. They need it so bad. They, got a, they need a vacay, right? Wow. Interesting. So there we go. So she's got a private island in Fiji. from all the money she doesn't accept uh, as a reward for doing good things.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense. Ready to rate this mother?
2: Yeah, Kyle! Uh, how many <laughs> copies of the Kama Sutra would you give this?
0: Ooh. This gets two copies of the Kama Sutra from me. Like I said, I honestly do think this is perhaps the best, the most successful spinoff episode. Mm-hmm. In part, I think, because Duncan's not in it. So like you actually <laughs> right. get the time with these characters. But it's just plotting. There's no development. Like all of these other Episodes, spin-off episodes like the the villains the plots the character motivations are all just kind of empty shirts uh so that really holds it back so it only gets two parts from me mm.
1: Ooh. that's the name of the episode yeah no, that's right
0: that is but it only gets two kama sutras from me all right two
2: kama sutras two.
0: <laughs> amen how many suitcases full of guns would you give this episode <laughs>
3: I'm with you, Kyle. This gets to suitcases full of guns and cash and passports and credit (laughs) cards just all piled up. Uh, You know, it was boring. And I didn't hate it as much as last week. But I was just like, this is like just kind of a slog to get through. And I don't think that's a good sign of an episode. I think the highlight was maybe the banter between Nick and Kate and definitely. the shot at the end where she's approaching the house with the sword and the gun—that looked cool.
1: Yeah,
3: the so, mortal with the shield is cool. Yeah, everything else about this not not notable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But it didn't make me angry. <laughs> I guess that's something.
2: I guess I was something. a little angry about it. Yeah, oh. you clearly were a little bit angry. That Watcher—I've got problems with that Watcher, man. That wasn't even in the episode. Man. I know, it wasn't even in the episode. Yeah.
0: Just
3: it's not that, even like, canon material.
2: Yeah. Or is it canon? canon? Oh, it's canon.
3: Mm.
2: It's Nick Cannon, baby. Nick Cannon. Keith,
3: right. how many uh, silent nuns would you give this silent episode? Silent
2: nuns. I can't give it uh, all the nuns that were in the room. I'll, I'll. I think I'll agree with you guys. Two nuns for this.
3: Two nuns. Mm. Wow. A unanimous ruling from the rewatchers yeah
2: uh yeah so again it's boring uh it's just a bummer it could have been an okay episode I think uh and it's just a shame it wasn't and I I agree with you Eamon about like I appreciate their banter and they the notion that they were trying to make this a little lighter than regular Highlander episodes like I don't think that's a bad instinct like let's let's be more fun with this uh that's okay but again I, I I just don't get it I don't get the show I it's it's so weird so yeah
1: nope.
2: no. this doesn't right. work yep
3: the raven.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the raven wow so thanks everybody for uh joining us this week as we discuss this episode it's uh this is the home stretch for real z reels there's only three uh episodes proper left of this uh season so and Holy this series, shit. this whole thing so That's i can't believe we've been insane. doing this for how many years now and it's uh Five, kind of approaching six. the end of maybe the bulk of our journey. Uh, I mean, obviously this podcast is centered around the series and uh, it's about to come to a close. And so it's very bittersweet. Uh, So we're going to have some like special bonus episodes and all sorts of stuff as we kind of wrap up uh, season six and the series. So that's going to be exciting. So stay tuned uh, for new episodes as we uh, finish it all off, which will be great. Uh, So thanks again for listening. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Oh, yeah. I didn't say the name of the next episode. 6-11 Indiscretions. That's right. Indiscretion. Really yeah. good ending. Bye.
0: 6 oh, Bye. bye.